This is Montclair Talk, an in-depth look at the issues, people, and ideas at the heart of the community. I'm your host, Christopher Bowe. It's May in Montclair, and that means it's peak season for the real estate market. In Montclair Talk's Spring Property Special, we discuss the ins and outs of the Montclair real estate market with Liz Ruvo of Sotheby's. We dig into something nearly everyone in town enjoys or finds themselves talking about, the dynamics and what's going on in Montclair real estate. Liz, welcome to Montclair Talk. Chris, thanks so much for having me today. Oh, my pleasure. Well, real estate in Montclair is one of two topics you're guaranteed to encounter in any sort of interaction socially in, in Montclair, whether it's cocktail party, like you said, walking the dog. So it's, it, it, and the one thing I found lacking is that there's no greater discussion about this, no in-depth look into what's going on out there that everybody can share in. It's all these individual conversations about what the heck's going on out there. And that's, uh, that's kind of what I'm trying to get at today is, uh, letting people know from an expert that's in the trenches what's happening. So I'll start from the top and your sense overall of what's happening in Montclair right now in real estate. Yeah. So, you know, in the last year or so, um, you know, maybe starting at the end of April into May of last year, um, with the pandemic starting, we're, we're just seeing a, a really robust market. Um, Montclair's market has always been very robust and strong, but we're seeing unprecedented low inventory levels and very attractive rates continually. So it's very affordable. You can afford a lot. Um, but now we've got this low inventory issue. And um, so the market's very um, competitive and robust. I like to use that word robust. We, I've read about, I mean, inventory levels seem to be an issue nationwide, at least just casually picking up a story in newspapers. You see this, what, what, what creates the historically low inventory levels here right now? Is it a sense that just people don't want to move for fear of not being able to find a place somewhere else or, uh, they're stuck. The pandemic doesn't want to make them move anywhere. I I'm trying to, I've never heard anybody talk about it, even on a local level of what creates low inventory levels. I, I think it's a number of things. Um, I do think in a general sense, uh, people trying to figure out their next chapter is a little intimidating, um, given that mm. all over the country, there are issues. You know, if I sell my house here, uh, how am I going to guarantee I'm going to get something, you know, in North Carolina, which is where we're thinking we're going to go. Um, given that the levels are low there as well, and the market's very competitive there um, at the same time. Um, and one of the things that I tell sellers right now is, you know, consider all of your options at this point. You know, maybe if, if you want to jump in and take advantage of this uh, excellent market, um, maybe your next step is a rental and you kind of just take a breath, um, enjoy um, the idea that you sold your house in a strong market and kind of have the, the options of considering several markets or at least not having to buy right away or have that pressure of buying right away. Um, so I'm trying to, you know, where people are hesitant to come onto the market, 
kind of just um, put all the options out there that maybe the next step doesn't look exactly like you thought it would, um, but you do have options and, and consider all of them. Right. I mean, what do, what do people say that moving is one of the most stressful things you can do with your in your life? You know, the top three. So moving in a pandemic doesn't sound like <laughs> the, the, the most attractive thing to do, but things are changing. So have you seen anything change in the last couple of months uh, as they, as it feels like we're opening up or is yeah, it I... a, the same? You know, I think people are getting used to the idea of what it means to um, look at a house, market a house during pandemics. So we've gotten used to the masks and the um, precautions that we all take. We're just a little bit more comfortable. So both on the sell side and the, and the buy side, you know, especially the sell side, people are more comfortable bringing people into their home. We've set up protocols around um, how to make it safe for everybody. Um So people are getting more comfortable with that. Um, And, you know, just this whole work from home thing, uh, everybody's got all new options now. So we're all kind of turning and pivoting and thinking about, well, what does this mean for me? And how does this change my next step? And where can I go? And and, um, so, you know, for people moving out of town, they're all different situations um, that's causing that, you know, whether it's a reload. They yeah. now are only working from home. So they, you know, why, why would I stay here? Um, I can have a, a different, a whole different lifestyle somewhere else where somebody's retiring. It's, it's all different situations. So um, I, I think everybody's starting to, to really uh, think outside the box in terms of what, what their options are. To, you know, to that point, something I thought of, and it goes to my next main question I wanted to get at is like how the pandemic has affected the market overall. Like, biggest change you've seen in real estate since the pandemic. And one of the things that struck me is that, you know, the the commuting situation was always a big factor, it seemed, or not a big factor, but it was a, a major factor in where people looked or what they looked at or what neighborhood they were in or how close they were to whatever mode of transportation they preferred. And that's kind of, I don't know how that's going to come back. Um, so I, I, I don't want to make it about that, but it just struck me that the pandemic has changed how people are looking for houses. Um, what would you say you've seen and how people are changed in the way they look? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about um, everything that Montclair has to offer. And I think the commuting is one piece of it. And I think people will always want that accessibility back to the city, whether it's in six months or in five years when um, we kind of come full circle, you know, past this pandemic. Although I think the changes that have come about are a lot of them are permanent. So there are other reasons people are coming to Montclair besides the commuting and that continues to, to make the, the market strong. And, um, you know, people are looking for that outdoor space, mm. that porch, that uh, pool, that, yard, um, just a little patch of grass and, or just to be in a community where they have access to those things. Um, you know, Mills Reservation, Anderson Park, whatever it might be. Um, so it's still desirable for all those other reasons. Um, and I think in the back of people's minds are, are that maybe someday I might have to get back into the city and have that commuting. Um, so that's still definitely a factor. It's, it's just another positive. Uh, for people that are looking them up there. 
Is it is it the state is have you seen any change in the migration patterns? I know we've always talked. I mean, uh, I came from Jersey City to Montclair. We've talked about the the usual, but I was shocked to see a, a stat recently. I think it was in the Wall Street Journal that New Jersey as a state has seen a double a doubling of the net migration from from around some the surrounding area than it had before. Is that, are you seeing anything like that? Are people coming from different places to looking for houses in Montclair or uh, is it the same, is it sort of the same progression of the migration from the city? I, I'm seeing pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people coming from Brooklyn, people coming from Manhattan, um, Weehawken, Hoboken, Jersey City, uh, same patterns. You get, you get the reloads that are coming in as well. I haven't really seen a change there. Um, maybe it's more people wanting to come, uh, here just in general. Um, I haven't really haven't is, seen is, much of a, do, do you see, do, does it seem like there's more, uh, buyers out there looking, you know, relative to the demand? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I just, it, it, it Yes. I think there are more buyers. And again, I think it's one of those things people want to get to a place where they can yeah. have that work from home space. They can do the the school thing at home for as long as they need to do that. They can give their kids a place to run or enjoy green space and just kind of, um, you know, have a pivot in terms of lifestyle and what what's needed for them coming out of a more urban area. Right. That seems to become... Um... I mean, Montclair offers that a, a, a lot of that. That seems to have become higher on the premium list. That's at least in the last year, you can see the benefits of uh, access to outdoors, for instance, or your own space. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, where a year ago we were talking about um, some of the larger homes in our town um, not being as desirable. Um, people were kind of turning towards a more experiential lifestyle and not wanting the big home and not wanting all of that space to take care of and maintain. That has completely changed. And that's a trend that we've seen where that's we super these, interesting. Wow. Yes. These larger homes, um, you know, you talk about the estate section and, and wherever those larger homes are, people now need that space and are willing to, um, they understand its value and uh, are, are scooping them up. So, you know, we're seeing everything sell um, where we thought those much higher priced homes and larger homes uh, might not be as desirable. They certainly are at this point. Right. Of course. That had never crossed my mind because I, I understand what you're saying that the switch to an experiential lifestyle, let's travel more, let's have money, right. that, even with kids to uh, to be a little more mobile. But now space, like your own personal space, is actually attractive coming out of a global pandemic. Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, like we were talking before, you still have that added benefit of having the commute and everything else that this community offers in terms of arts and culture and dining. Um, You can kind of get it all. So um, the, the topic always shifts to, and we might as well cut right to it, and that is like sales over ask bids that's that that those are always the anecdotes you hear when you're chatting with somebody at a party or something is like did you hear i'm hearing it's all over ask by x uh I, I, 
what what is what's it like out there uh, as far as uh, reactions to price and what people are where people are willing to go to get a house? You know, as it's always been uh, in Montclair, uh, we price very aggressively here. And the reason for that um, is to get the traffic through the property to generate interest and um, to um, get people to engage and move on to the next step and, and uh, offer offer on the property. Uh, and it creates a multiple offer scenario. So the pricing in that way really hasn't changed um, so we are still, you know, obviously seeing multiple bids, um, super competitive, uh, in terms of, um, what people are having to do to get property. So, you know, with, uh, 10 offers versus three offers or 15 offers versus four offers, um, the more people competing, the more the buyer is, um, having to um, address all of the terms in their offer. So mm-hmm. where the price is always important, down payment amount now becomes important um, as it relates to an appraisal. You're having to address appraisal, whether it's waiving the appraisal or um, accommodate, making some accommodation around appraisal. Oh, wow. Inspections. Um, wow. People are having to address inspections. So all of the terms are matter- mattering. Um, in a much bigger sense, because you go to price, um, and and it's not always the highest price that wins. It's the best package. Right. Um, it's what what's going to make the seller feel most comfortable uh, around uh, t- accepting a certain offer. Well, this is exactly why I wanted to talk to you or have you on here today, because that uh, I guess everybody thinks that it's just always about price, but of course it is. Uh, it's about what you're willing to give uh, in general. And so there are there people are waiving inspections. People aren't waiving inspections necessarily, um, and I would never recommend that. But what I what I will help people understand is, or, or coach people is that you you can limit inspections um, and just keep it to major items, right? Um, you know, structural, environmental, just the heat work. <laughs> Even yeah, that exactly. might even that might not be major enough, but structural and environmental, I get right. Or or you're looking at waiving a, a certain dollar amount towards inspections. You know, you still want to leave um, the door open to address uh, major items and issues. Um, but but there are ways to kind of tailor it, and 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 it's all about um, coaching people and having them understand that you know this is just the market and it's what you've got to do. And you're buying in a community where. The inventory uh, is older, so you're buying an older home and you're going to have to expect there to be some issues. Um, but in terms of the competition, this is what buyers are having to do. In terms of appraisals, that's interesting. I mean, obviously, if you were going to waive an appraisal, that means you're buying in cash, right? Because you're a mortgage broker probably wouldn't, would they would want to see an appraisal or? So, yes, different different ways to think think about this. So it's not that you're buying with cash. Um, it just means that if there's a differential between where the house appraises and your offer price, uh, the buyer's responsible for the difference. Um, wow. So, you know, you've looked at comparable properties and you've gotten a sense of how your offer price um, matches up to where the comps are showing it to go. Um, but we're in an ascending market. So, um, you know, the more that closes right now, the better for us be- and better for the buyers, because that just means more properties will appraise. 
Oh, I see. Ah, at their offer price. That's right. So the faster close, those appraisals go on the book. And then, yes. uh, and then it makes the comps more attractive to sellers, I would imagine, right? Or at least yes. more well, u- useful in general for everybody to use. Uh, for everybody. It yeah. just means that the, the financing will get put in place and everybody's going to feel good about it. Um, and the transaction's going to get to close. Right. Wow. That's, and that there's, I won't get into that, but hadn't, hadn't factored in that the, the mortgage lenders themselves are, are in a pickle in that they're having to deal with this, this rising market and getting up, right. getting these things appraised and through and what, what it's worth in the market itself. So, right. And uh, reconciling that. Yeah. And right. making sure that they're protecting their, their own assets. Um, you know, I do see a little bit where people will put in an appraisal floor. Um, so where, you know, you can set a limit there that if the property doesn't appraise at a certain amount, you're going to negotiate from that point forward. So there are a bunch of different ways to address that term, but definitely one that needs to be considered when right. putting in an offer. Uh, like uh, there's an oil tank and you can leave it. Boy, that would be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll get to that, but <laughs> that, um, that is the that's the final straw. Huh? The oil. That tank? is the one thing that would that would hold it up. Although I'm sure in certain instances with investors, uh, you know, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, it's just maybe not. It'll go. Um, uh, my next question was about pricing trends. I guess um, the trend is higher, right? Or is it? Um, yeah, for right now in in the market as we're looking at it today, um, because of the, the low de- low inventory and the high demand, yeah, prices are creeping up. Um, but that could change in a month. You know, more inventory comes on, um, people get fatigued, and buyers get fatigued. They fall out of the market. The prices could soften a little bit. So right now, um, we're seeing really strong price trend. Uh, you know, in terms of sales trend. Um, and you know, we just hope that continues and we're uh, moving into pretty much the, the peak part of the season, right? Or absolutely May and beyond is when it really gins up, I think. Yes. We'll see it continue through, you know, July, even things that can come on, you know, in July, if we can get a quick turnaround, get people in for the school year, um, you know, spring tends to be the stronger market last year. That was completely out the window. People were just looking to get property all the way through. Um, that, that may continue. Um, you know, we're, we're, as we look forward, we're all hoping that the the schools are going to be open and we're going to all settle back into some kind of quote unquote normalcy for the fall. So. Right. Well, uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. I'd, I'd like to see that. Um, you know, what does happen, you know, when people are talking about real estate and they're hearing what their neighbor's getting or, you know, that it's a strong market, we are kind of seeing that um, people are hearing about this and possibly moving up their selling timeline. So even though they may not know what that next step looks like, they're understanding that the market's strong and, you know, I- I'm going to jump in. We are seeing a bit of that now um, where people who, you know, maybe thought, oh, a year or two, um, we'll, we'll think about heading out, but let's take advantage of this market now. I, I, I was going to ask you when you said the timeline, I mean, are they moving it up by three months or a year or several years? And you say a couple of years, I, that, that doesn't surprise me. Um, particularly, I mean, look at the, look at this, the 
the stories you see about like Boise being one of the hottest real estate markets in the country because everybody's going to Boise to live in this medium-sized city around the mountains and work from home, I guess. Uh, right. And be able to look out the window and, and have this inspiring view. Um, you know, I think if you can have that and, and why not? Yeah. Um, you know, why not? It, you know, is it last thing on pricing really? And that is, is, have there been any changes in relative types of property that where the pricing has moved more? Um, you know, pretty much everything is selling right now. The, the, the homes that are fetching the most money are the ones with the most updates. You right. know, the HGT, the generations, uh, you know, they want everything done and can't really figure out how how to get that done. Maybe they have a young family, whatever it might be. Um, so they want the done and done properties. But even the ones that need improvements are are also moving. And, you know, what I would say to a buyer who's out in the market and getting frustrated because they're having a hard time getting a property you know, open your options a little bit and maybe consider a renovation or consider a property that, you know, 50 people aren't going to be pursuing um, and just try to have the stomach for um, maybe doing some renovation down. Um, but, but pretty much everything is going. If there's a perception of value, um, even with some of these, you know, less renovated properties, people are going to go for it. God, everything is going. That's... <laughs> Everything is going. And, you know, you, you know, if your property is not selling, uh, you know, within 10, 14 days, uh, you need to readjust. Right. I mean, did I, that was actually on my mind because you and I have talked about that a lot. That's, uh, has that changed? Um, are, are there, does that still happen? I guess that a property might sit for two weeks or are those days gone in the pandemic era of real estate in Montclair? You know, it depends on on the seller and their mindset. Um, you know, as we talked earlier, there is that monthly pricing strategy um, that, that if a seller um, if a seller really listens to what that's all about, it makes a lot of sense. So you're going to price um, compellingly, so you're getting the traffic through, and you're getting people excited about the property, and then all those people that are offering on your property. It's like water going to, you know, flowing out and going to the level it's supposed to go to. Hmm. It, the market's going to dictate where your property is going to sell based on who's in the market that week and what their situations are. Um, so the market's going to dictate where it's ultimately going to go. Um, but if you've priced it and presented it properly, you know, you've, you've hopefully generated enough interest um, that you've got people competing for the property, which is where, where it really drives the price. Right. And the other terms. Yeah. And, and we've already, go ahead. It essentially puts the seller in the driver's seat, um, you know, in terms of what kinds of offers they're going to get and how clean they come in and what kind of a transaction it's going to be overall. Right. Um, just, yeah, make sure, make sure there's interest generate maximum interest. Right. Maximum, That's the name of the game. Maximum bid. Um, yeah. The, um, uh, it's hard for that fire pool out there. Uh, Why? Well, I, I can imagine. It's. Um, I don't know what that would that would feel like an uphill. That would feel like an uphill climb. I think. 
A little bit. Um, you know, what, what I always advise people when I'm first meeting them, whether it's at an open house or whatever, whatever the situation is, if they're not engaged with an agent, I always encourage them to, to do so. Get out there, meet a few people or interview some people, get recommendations from friends and connect with an agent because that's where you're really going to get good market information and good advice around being successful in the marketplace. Um, you know, an agent's going to tell you to make sure that you're considering all of those terms when you're when you're um, going to make those offers. And, um, you know, they've got their finger on the pulse and um, are hearing what's happening in the marketplace every day. Um, so that's that's really where you're going to have the best advantage to being successful in the market. And I always tell people I was talking with new clients yesterday and I said, you know, this is going to be a bumpy ride. Um, I'm going to be along with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I want you to love what you're pursuing. I don't want you to settle for property. I want you to love what you're pursuing. So you're going to be emotionally invested in a property. You're going to offer on it. You may not get it. You may not get four or five before it actually um, works out for you. So, you know, just have a stomach of steel and be persistent and, um, you know, keep on going because eventually uh, it'll work out. It's an emotional roller coaster, all right. Uh, is are there any areas that are suddenly hot? Um, new new pockets that people are thinking, "Wow, that there's some action there that you've seen before, or you haven't seen before, or haven't seen in a while." You know, I mentioned the estate section, um, yeah. with, or anywhere there were bigger homes, um, obviously bigger pieces of property down there. Um, that's having to me, a little bit of a resurgence. Um, it's a lovely area to be in. Um, not necessarily as near to the commute. It's not, it's not, a you know, steps away from a train station, right. um, even with five stations in town, but, but we're, I'm seeing a lot of desire to be over there, to have privacy, have, have that bigger piece of property and a bigger house to accommodate what's happening in our lives. We have also been seeing a trend of people wanting to be closer to, um, you know, walkable to these little villages, kind of all scattered around the train stations. Um, one, just for the accessibility to the commuting, but also because each little village has something to offer, but especially the downtown area. Mm -hmm. um, people are coming out from urban areas and, and they want to maintain that ability to go and get coffee or uh, grab brunch on a Sunday and to be able to, to walk, you know, stroll with the dog or the kids, um, meet up with friends. Um, so, uh, more of a trend towards the downtown, downtown area. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and anything walkable in general. Right. Um, the downtown area, that's really interesting. Uh, just, it is, there's a lot to walk to, I suppose, but. There absolutely is. You know, we've got that new art center, um, being put into place. The, the art museum is there, you know, we've got grocery stores you can walk huh. to. Um, People just want to get out right now and, and be able to get some fresh air while they're running their errands. And right. And, I, and look, walks have become a part of a more a part of life within the pandemic than they ever were before. Uh, Absolutely. Huh. Absolutely. It's it's maybe a, an experience coming out of your house, you know, the one time you're doing it <laughs> during the Emerging. day. <laughs> yes. From yeah. your house. Uh, that's, uh, that's fantastic. Um, uh, 
Any, uh, you know, I'll throw this out. You don't, you don't have to have an answer to this, but I was wondering if there's any interesting data you've seen uh, regarding the Montclair real estate market that people might be interested to hear. You know, I, I thought with the pandemic that there would be um, a lot more cash out there. Um, mm-hmm. And we are seeing a lot of that. Um, where people can do that and have that ability. It certainly puts you uh, higher up in the pile. Um, But with rates being so low, people are, you know, trying to take advantage of that. Um, You know, beyond that and rising prices, um, nothing, nothing extraordinary there. Right. So, so cash hasn't taken over essentially is what you're saying. You're you're seeing. Seeing a bit more of it this spring than we did last year, last spring. Um, but, but yeah, um, I think people are trying to take advantage of those low rates where they can. Right. Right. With, yeah. Uh, which makes a lot of sense. Um, you, you, you touched on what should buyers be doing right now? Is there anything else you'd like to offer? I mean, uh, you know, connect with somebody, have a strong stomach, know that you're going to be in for a ride. Uh, think about a total package in the offer minus the water tank or the oil tank, sorry. Um, anything else they should be thinking about coming out here? Yeah. You know, we talked uh, earlier about um, just kind of open your um, your options, you know, where you might not have considered a renovation, maybe consider a, a less updated property that maybe not everybody, you know, less people are going to pursue. Um, maybe consider um you know, um, a little bit longer of a walk to the train or to the bus. Um, just, just keep your options open and be willing to look at things, willing to look at a lot of things. And I I always tell my, my buyer clients, I want you to see, they always don't want to waste my time. I'm like, I want you to see as much as you can, because the more you see, the more educated you're going to be, the more your priorities are going to start to flow to the surface. You're going to figure out what you want, what you're willing to give up. So for me, getting them out and seeing property is the best thing because it educates them, educate, they get educated themselves in terms of what they want. Um, and it, and it overall results in a, in a better outcome. Um, I often see people, I start with them and they're like, we want this, this, and this. And by the end of it, um, over the course of all of it and very happily, um, they've ended up in a very different place. And, and yeah. the way that you do that is by getting out and seeing as much as you can and just just have an open mind and, and consider all options. Difficult to come up with exactly what's in your head in reality out there. I think right. in any property market, I think that's the one shock to going out and buying a house is that you can't just conjure up unless you build it yourself, the house right. that you that's want. right. Um, and that's certainly not our marketplace. You know, we, we have this older inventory and, um, you know, one of the things that I would tell sellers is, you know, keep, keep up the maintenance on your house, do the work that you've been thinking about doing, you know, buyers love updates. Um, we're all spending more time in our homes anyway. It's only going to increase the value. So if you were thinking about redoing a bathroom, go for it. 
um, it's it's going to do well for you down the road, and you get to enjoy it while you're there. Uh, that's well, that brings me to that's really good advice. And one of the things, that, I mean, walking the dog or just walking in general over the last year, and and talking to friends and thinking about it myself, I have been stunned to how many uh, building trucks I see, like contractor trucks around around houses. So people are doing that. And the my question is, is that are you seeing properties, more updates than you had before in houses, more updated properties, I guess? I have, I have. And, and to me, it always makes me feel great because I love the, the architecture and the style of homes that are here. And people are so creative and, um, and really good with working their space. And so it's always inspiring to me to see how they've been able to mesh all of it um, to create a really inviting, warm, um, functional living space. And um, so I love, I love to see that, uh, you know, as I'm walking around that people are doing work and, and, and improving their home. And it only benefits all of us. Uh, to to have people working on their homes and and as owners we get to enjoy enjoy that right uh, it's it, it had you know because all older houses need some updates I would imagine but it's uh, I've just wondered recently if people are doing more there's going to be more available coming on to the market essentially because the pandemic has kind of opened this door to oh let's update our house because we're stuck in it. Uh, Right. And there's and they're sitting in it and living in it more and understanding its flaws and and what might work better. Um, That's interesting. You know, so when you're you know, you're looking at the paint on the walls right. and you're, you're saying, gosh, I hate this color or it's peeling. I need to I need to take care of it. It's all good because uh, any improvements that you make are going to benefit, right, or benefit you in the in the in the current moment, but, but down the road as well. This patio has got to go, uh, or got to change that kind of stuff. Uh, Yes. Um, outdoor space. I could imagine that. I mean, that's gotta be a selling point now, given the fact that a lot of the migration is driven on getting outside. Uh, Absolutely. Just having a place where everybody can grab some fresh air or where you can uh, be socially distant with your family, your friends, um, whoever it might be, your, your children's pod group, whatever. Um, it's, it's outdoor space is definitely at a premium and people are, have been really creative, um, using their garages for space and, um, you know, all the outdoor heaters and Adirondack chairs that you see around fire pits and, and whatnot that in the weather can really make that possibility, you know, to be outside. What's, uh, you know, I don't think I've ever asked you this question It's one of my getting toward the end here is it, what, what do people, when someone comes up and from somewhere else considering coming in Montclair, what, what do they ask you about Montclair real estate? What, what is their, what's their first question or their main, um, the main thing they want to know? I think mostly about what's the temperature of the market and what is it like to purchase a home here? You know, Hmm. so I often will talk to the pace of the market, um, how quickly the market can move. Um, you know, where a property will come on the middle of any given week, it goes through the weekend and by the week's end, the weekend's end, um, the agent is assessing interest. And by Tuesday, you know, there, there's an offer process in place. So I, you know, they're looking to find out, um, 
what is the process? How quick is it? And, and how long will it take me to be successful? Uh, right. Well, right. The, that's, and sometimes that's an unanswerable question. Truly. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's a learning curve for anybody, um, you know, to figure out, uh, and it changes week to week, depending upon the buyer pool that's in the market, uh, as to, you know, how aggressive you need to be uh, with your offer. And, and again, it's a learning curve, uh, for anybody, who, you know, as we talked about earlier, sometimes you have to lose a few bids to fully understand um, what it might take to get property and, here. Uh, do you encounter more first-time home buyers now, or is it the same percentage of people who have either owned before or going out there on their own for the first it's time? It's mostly, mostly first-timers um, coming into the market. Hmm. Um, yeah, that, that's what I'm seeing. Is, is that um, just a, is that kind of like just a structural thing where people have been living in the city and and eventually migrate. Uh, that's interesting. I don't think I'd ever thought about that before. Yeah, they have you know certain life events that are happening um, that that require more space, um, or they just want a lifestyle change, and um, you know they have ultimately come to the decision that okay, now's the time. I see. I've seen some people, you know, which I think is typical, Brooklyn or Manhattan, making the leap to Weehawken, you know, and and they're either selling something from the city and coming into a rental in Weehawken. Um, you know, another tip for buyers just, and, and I think most know this, is that you should be in a, a fairly flexible situation. You can't come into the market with a selling contingency. So most are coming right in uh, through a rental or month to month um, so that they're ready to go when they find the right one. Have the limits on people in a house come down? from? It's really what people are comfortable with. You know, we're often out with, people with young kids or babies or pregnant or, um, you know, even, even older folks, anybody really. Um, I, I think people are more comfortable with mask wearing and, and understanding that, 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 you know, how that protects them. Um, we try to limit appointments so that, you know, we're, we're, we can overlap a little bit, but somebody's on the second floor while somebody else is on the first floor. Uh, just to make sure everybody's feeling most comfortable. Private appointments are the way to go. Um, we're starting to see open houses come back, both broker opens and public opens. I hadn't even. Um, but again, we're limiting that. Um, you know, we're not going to let twelve groups into the house at a time. We're going to make sure everybody's spaced and safe. So that had not so that- even occurred to me that open houses had not been happening. It's been one at a time. Yes. So you know. Uh, some advantage to the seller that anybody that was making a private appointment, one was engaged with an agent, so is most likely a more serious buyer. Um, and, you know, you knew that the time spent in your home was was somebody that's in the market right. uh, versus somebody who's going to open houses just because they like to look at older homes. A, like a more likely candidate kind of thing. Right, exactly. More of a, a vetted prospective buyer. And, and, and open houses are coming back. They are, they are. And, you know, um, again, we're, we're kind of making sure that we're not having too many people in the house. So you'll see lines around, uh, on Sunday afternoons or Saturday afternoons, but people are willing to wait and, um, get their chance to head in. Maybe it's the only option they have to get into the property, uh, or their agents unavailable or their agents standing in line with them. 
Interesting. Well, thank you very much. Um, this has been, it's been really informative and, and really interesting time. I would imagine to be in the real estate market. Absolutely. (laughs) The full contact sport, but fun. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks Liz. All right, Chris. Thanks so much. That's it for this edition of Montclair Talk. Stay tuned for future episodes ahead. And thanks for listening.